Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Edition of the Night Report podcast. I'm your co-host Mike Broadbent. Joining me once again is my co-host Richie Schneiderite. Richie, we had a big recruiting weekend on the banks this past weekend. It ended up with three commitments, uh, all from the same high school in Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's just start it right off the top. The first commitment was from offensive lineman Raynor Andrews. Uh, he's a kid who he hasn't been playing football for very long. He, he came in from uh, the Bahamas a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. He's at Miami Norland High School. Tell us a little bit about this kid. Yeah, so Raynor Andrews actually moved to the U.S. Uh, in July of 2022. So he's only he hasn't even been in the states for a year now. Um, wow. He just picked up football pretty quickly. Just tried it out, and they saw his size and were like, "Hey, like, dude, we we'll make something work out of you." Um, he's a six five, six five and a half, three fifteen, probably give or take a couple pounds, I would say. Um, but he, yeah, he's, he's a massive lineman. He's, he's a former basketball player, so he's pretty athletic. Um, when he moved to the States in July, it's not like he just moved strictly for football. He moved to the States with his family. And then all of a sudden, um, he just kind of picked up football like a couple months later. And so he hasn't even been playing for close to a year. So he's, he's very raw. He's still learning the game. Zero technique. Like, I'm sorry to say it, but like he needs – like you watch the tape and it's, it looks like he's playing on a pop Warner field. Like this is mind you, this is a different high school than what he started at last year. Um, he was originally at Jackson, Miami high school or Miami Jackson high school. Now he's at Miami Norwin high school. So this bumping competition should help us get a better, um, better gauge of how good he truly is or how good he could be. I think he has a pretty high ceiling. It's just going to take a lot of teaching. Um, which is fine because linemen usually come in, they kind of take a couple years anyway, which we've seen with the 2022 class um, that everyone was hyped about. It's still going to take a couple years, no matter how how highly ranked you are. Um, But yeah, no, he's got really good size. He packs a mean punch and and he's pretty athletic, which is uh, attributed to that basketball background. So I think it's a pretty good get early on. Um, Yeah. I mean, I I never really heard of a Bahamas native playing college football from what I know, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, nothing I can think of right off the top of my head. Um, so just a, a good athlete, raw, just started Size. playing football. What yeah. what position do you expect him to play? He's listed at tackle. Do you think he sticks to tackle or you think he gets kicked it's, inside? It's close. I I could see him playing guard um, because I know we have him 6'6", 315. I don't know how accurate that is because I don't think he was at our rival's camp in Miami, which just sucks because it's down the street. But um, – yeah, no, I, I could if he's if he's legit six six three fifteen, I'd probably say he'll stay a tackle. But if he's a little bit smaller than that, I'm gonna say he's probably gonna bump into guard. Uh, his his footwork is iffy, 
right? Like I said, he, he needs to work on a lot. So it's going to take a couple years for him, but, uh, definitely, I mean, definitely lineman, obviously. Yep. <laughs> so that, that makes uh two in this class now with him and Kenny Jones. Yeah. And, uh, this, this is a guy who had a decent offer list. Uh, you never really know what's committable, but his, his rivals profile is Akron, Arkansas state, Colorado, mm-hmm. Florida state, USF, Syracuse, Toledo, UCF, West Virginia and Western Kentucky. So mm-hmm. they beat out a decent amount of competition. Uh, is this kid totally shutting it down now? He's that, done taking visits. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. I was talking to, um, I, I don't even know what you call him, his advisor, I guess. Because um, every kid has one now, apparently. Yep. Um, but yeah, his, his advisor said that all the other visits are shut down. Everything's done. He's, uh, he's committed. He's good to go. Um, so yeah, they'll kind of go from there. Uh, they're probably going to want to add, I would say probably two more linemen in this class, maybe, maybe three, if it's the right fit, but that's like always the case with every position. But, uh, right now you have Raynor Andrews, Kenny Jones. I know there's speculation that Judah Pruitt's going to be an offensive lineman, but everyone I've talked to that's very, very close to the program has told me defensive tackle to start defensive tackle start. I think that's a mistake personally, because I think he's a better lineman, offensive lineman, but to each their own, I mean, whatever. So. We'll wait and see there what kind of happens. But, uh, yeah, two two solid linemen. I think Kenny Jones is a good guard. I think this guy could play guard or tackle, so you probably want to lean more towards a tackle prospect going forward, but maybe Jack Hines. Yeah, no, I know that's a guy that you've talked about a long, for a long time is, is possibly being a uh, a lean towards Rutgers. Did he visit this week uh, past weekend, or is he visiting uh, the next few weeks? Yeah, next weekend. There's only two official visit weekends for Rutgers. Um, they're keeping it strictly to two for summer. So they're going to jam-pack everyone in uh, between these two weeks. So he will be here this upcoming weekend. Gotcha. Um, but we alluded to two other commitments. And ironically, they both also go to Miami Norland High School. It is uh, Rutgers had some good luck with twins in the past, from the McCourty yes. brothers <laughs> to the Merrills. Uh, I think there was one other set of twins. Not but, twins, uh, but the Melton brothers. Yeah, the Meltons, the, their siblings, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I know Rivals occasionally has, like, the all-name prospects. Like, they'll do that article, like, <laughs> every couple years. And yeah. these two are contenders for that for that, uh, that next uh, all-name article. So, <laughs> like yeah, I said, I twin can... brothers, Ty Clean Lumen and Ty Cool Hill Lumen. Uh, they're both defensive linemen. They're both listed at 6'4". Uh, mm-hmm. Around three two thirty five to three two forty, no shit, two thirty five to two forty pounds. Um, tell us a little bit about these two. Uh, these are also kids who are transplants. They're originally from Canada, mm-hmm. uh, so just tell us about what we're getting in, the, in these two. Yeah, I mean they seem like they're solid prospects. Um, high motor kids. Um, I know after talking to some people, they they basically said these kids were a package deal from day one. Didn't matter where they went. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, so they also actually have the same advisor um, down in Miami. So they um, they actually played the Jackson – actually, technically, they played two years ago at Miami International Academy. Then they played at Miami Jackson High School. Now they're going to Miami Norwin High School for their fourth and final year. Um, I think one's better than the other. I think it's Ty Cool Hill is the little bit better one. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, they, they seem like solid kids. I don't think they do anything crazy well but they're they're pretty good edge rushers and um yeah i mean i, I just think these are solid gets like they got speed on the edge they they need to learn again they need to learn stuff because they're 
originally from Canada. It's a totally different game out there. You don't get taught all this stuff from from day one. And then you, you went to an eh high school to start and then an eh high school second. Now you're going to go to a much better high school. So, again, this is where we're going to get to gauge these guys a little bit better and see how good they really are against a better competition. Um, it's not the end of the world when you play shitty comp, but it, it definitely makes a difference. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, the, in terms of recruitment-wise, they beat out a lot of schools. I don't know how many of those are committable or not, but I know the fact that they were a package deal kind of hurt their recruitments a little bit because if they're not going to willing to take two scholarships up for kids, it's kind of, it's, it's tough. I know um, the main competition going into this weekend was Louisville and Pittsburgh. Um, those were the other two official visits they had scheduled. Now they obviously got canceled. Um, but yeah, I mean, good gets for Marquise Watson. Um, it's, it's just Florida kids. I'm always iffy about, I don't know how, uh, how much solidly committed these would be. I know they are committed. No one expected them to commit going into this weekend. So put it like that. Interesting. So that's why this was a pleasant surprise for the staff. And you're not going to say no to these kids. So yeah, it's uh, definitely interesting. Yeah. I think in general, I'd say that uh, historically Rutgers has had about a 50% uh, retention rate of Florida kids who commit before, you know, the season. Um, it's just, it's just the way that things are down there. Um, so the these kids, the you'll just have to kind of keep track of I'm not saying they're not solidly committed right now, but mm -hmm. it's just the way it is in Florida. You always yeah. gotta, you always gotta be, uh, hope you can just hold on to them. Um, yeah. you're going to have to keep recruiting these kids all the way through, um, January or December or whatever they're signing December. Yeah. Duh. Um, yeah, someone asked if they're like, Hey, you think they're signing in December? And I'm like, let's just put this out there. If you're not signing in December and you're committed, you're not committed anymore. You're going somewhere else more likely. So you have to, you have to sign in December pretty much if you're a commit. So, yep. um, yeah, I mean, no matter what, most of these guys is gonna, are going to sign in December. You'll have the occasional, like the Chim Dionas who Rutgers was pursuing last class who lets it go all the way to February, but. Yeah, no, this is a uh, no, but solid gets overall for Watson. He's having a quietly um, good recruiting cycle right now. Yeah, I think you'll start to see more lower level kids uh, not sign in that opening window because, like you saw with Jim Deona and similarly with like Cam Spencer, like once the once the field gets narrowed down a lot, if you're still available, you become that much more valuable. So Jim Deona, he was a good prospect, but. He ended up getting like how many high power five offers by the end of his his recruitment when he was he was yeah he really had like dead for most of it Penn State Nebraska Maryland all came in Rutgers came in um, right before December um, mm -hmm. I think Pittsburgh a bunch of others too but yeah no that's kind of <laughs> the way of uh, recruiting pretty much yep um, so is is there anything else about any of these three commitments that we didn't cover that you wanted to touch on before we move on. Yeah, I got to get rid of this dog toy. This dog toy is loud as hell. Um, what do you call it? Um, yeah, I bought one of those antlers, and that thing just across the oh, hardwood yeah. floor, dude, it's miserable. And my neighbors probably hate me, but oh well. Um, so if you're watching this, neighbors, I'm sorry. But uh, <laughs> other than that, no, not really much. Um, I know Benjamin Black was on campus. He's one to keep a close eye on. I don't believe he has any other official visits. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, 
you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, actually, going into the weekend, I actually saw Noah Shaw, Benjamin Black, and Evan Taylor all committing to Rutgers personally. Now, Evan Taylor, I believe, has two other visits. I think Noah Shaw has two other visits as well. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Evan, Evan Taylor has a... Uh, Mixing her names up. Evan Taylor has one other visit to uh, Nebraska in two weeks, not this weekend, but two weekends from now. Um, and then Noah Shaw, I think, had East Carolina scheduled, which I didn't really see as a threat, but it, it, it could be as simple as uh, Rutgers getting on the campus, getting a look at him and being like, all right, maybe he's not as tall as we thought. So maybe we should just pass real quick. So sometimes that happens. Like it's not like a simple, a simple yes and no situation. Like, you got to get these kids to campus, look at what, what their height and weights are. You get them accurately measured now because they're on campus. Um, so, so that always helps. Like um, it could be like some of these kids, I'm like, all right, I got a future cast and he's ready to go. He wants to commit. I know for a fact he wants to commit. He told me he wants to commit. I have the commitment quotes. And then all of a sudden he gets to campus and then Rutgers is like, oh, we're going to take him. We're going to take him. And then it's like, gets to campus. And it's like, uh, ooh, maybe not. Like maybe we're not mm-hmm. taking him. Um another situation with defensive line. Like how many spots do you really have left realistically? I know it's, I'm saying you got to recruit these kids all the way through, but I want to say maybe two spots left. So that's where it gets a little tricky. And you got what two, three, if it's the right person, but you got one, two, three, four, how many, five linemen coming next week. So it's going to be tough. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, we we'll just have to see how this upcoming weekend goes. I'm sure we'll have a preview pod for all the, the players who are going to visit. Um, I'm sure there'll be more news that breaks every this week because it seems to have been a steady stream uh, this, this May and this June. Um, but switching over to basketball, there was a, a big-time basketball recruiter recruit visiting as well yes. in uh, 2024 right. four-star wing Bryce Dorch. Um, I know it sounded like this was like, he wanted to come have his family take a look at the campus because he was really high on Rutgers. Uh, mm-hmm. the kid we've been uh, recruiting for years now. How did his visit go? And where do you think Rutgers stands in his recruitment? Um, I think it went pretty well. Um, from what I heard, I talked to a couple sources. I'm trying to pull up the uh, my notes real quick. Um, I was told the visit went really good. Uh, and they went as far as to say it was great. Um some some a source close to the program feels very confident about him. Um, his family really loved the visit, from what I was told. Um, it doesn't sound like anything's like a hundred percent lock or anything, but he doesn't have any other visits planned right now. I know, I think it was Virginia Tech is pushing for one, but I don't think they're going to get one. Um, but I I really think that they end up landing this kid. It might be another like Lathan Somerville situation where you kind of wait a little bit. Still hasn't taken any visits, and it's like he knows where he wants to go. It's just more of like, all right, I'm gonna. People are, I know people on our boards were asking me, um, saying, Hey, like, what, why didn't, is he committing? What, what's going on? And it's like, all right, sometimes they don't commit immediately. Like, sometimes they want to go home, talk to their family. Be, and he's also at a prep school. I don't know if it's a prep school. It's one of those like boarding academy schools or whatever. Mm-hmm. I know it's one of those where he lives away from home. So, uh, this might be a situation where it's just like, Hey, let's go back to school. Let me finish the school year. Then let me go talk to my parents and like, all right, what did you guys think? Did you like it? I like it a lot. That's my second time here, blah, blah, blah. 
and then um, you lock him in then. And that could be a, as simple as that. And I, I really think Rutgers has a really, really good shot at him right now. Um, so we'll wait and see what happens. But I, you get him and then you get a certain Dylan Harper in number one class right there. Yeah, no, especially with Elliot Kudo reclassifying to 23. That um, helps. That helps a lot because North Carolina had seemingly an unsurmountable or insurmountable lead uh, number one in the class of 2024 outside of us landing like four four-star kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so looking like a four-person class, ideally, uh, is that kind of what your read is for the 2024 four, class? Four, maybe five, depending on um, who the fifth is. Like if a fifth player wanted to come in, I can't see him saying like, no, get out of here. Like you get out of here, top fifty recruit. We don't need you. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> like, yep. Um, yeah. So there's that. I, I think um if the right person was to want to jump on board, they would do it in a heartbeat. Like there's there's no questions really. So Yeah, that makes sense. Like I don't think uh despite how well we are recruiting recently, Pike is still not in a position to turn down top 100 kids uh, yeah, if they no. want to come here. <laughs> especially ones that pike vibes with um because n- none of these kids are <clears throat> making it to campus for a visit if pike doesn't feel like they're a fit uh yeah in the program never. so so <laughs> yeah all right so tbd uh, tbd you're still feeling really good about it but uh mm-hmm. a lot of buttons to be buttoned up potentially at home for uh bryce george yeah I know there was, yeah, I know there was a lot of news this weekend, uh, but that's kind of like, uh, all I've got. Is there anything you wanted to bring up before we? Um, today? yeah, we could talk about the uh, 2023 target. I didn't expect them to pursue a guard, but I guess if the right prospect pops oh, up, yeah. they, they'll pursue him. So Joey Hart out of Linton Stockton High School, Linton, Indiana, uh, former UCF signee, uh, got released from his uh, letter of intent, <clears throat> shot 41 percent from three, which. That's like Cam Spencer, good numbers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it sounds like he um, he's visiting Kentucky this week coming up, or this. Uh, I guess we're already in this week. It's Monday. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he's visiting Kentucky this week. Um, Rutgers and Indiana are the other two schools in the main mix. Sounds like he's all Kentucky all the way. Um, there's there's no real way around it. Uh, but he it's a big hustle player too. He seems, he seems like a really good player from what I was watching. I know I watched a couple tapes on him. One was against the Purdue commit. Uh, I forget what his name was. Shit. I had it pulled up in front of me too, but uh, he, he's like a lights out shooter, man. He, he can shoot shit out of the ball. Um, quick release, solid form. Like I'm trying to pull it up in the background a little bit too, but, and, and he has range. Like, it's not like he's just shooting like from like just at the outside of the arc. He's like almost a half court hitting these things. That's why uh that's why a lot of teams want him. Like or I guess the big teams want him. But uh good for Rutgers for being in the mix with schools like Indiana, Kentucky on all these recruits and then holding off Duke last week for Ace Bailey, which I guess we didn't talk about. We could talk about that too. Um yeah, Ace Bailey or Duke reached out to Ace Bailey a month ago and he basically said, like, nah, we're good. <laughs> like Really? And I wonder if that's primarily because they knew how close Dylan and then Ace had gotten. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of – I wouldn't shock me, but uh, they're, the fact that you're just telling Duke, like, hey, get, get out of here. What, what do you think you're doing, mm-hmm. loser? You're old school. <laughs> Blue bloods and new bloods. I, I don't know. Maybe Rutgers might get into that new blood category. I don't think they're there yet, but they're they're getting close. They're, they're close Maybe in not, sense. But <laughs> they're, 
Yeah, yeah if, I know that they're yeah they're close sorry. in the sense that if they make one big run with with these uh, five star kids, I, I think you know Sweet Sixteen run on top of Ace and 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 Dylan hypothetically going in like the top you know in the lottery. I think that would be a huge huge boost. I saw a great um, quote from uh, Russ Wood who said a guy like Dylan would be like Obi-Wan for Rutgers. He would be, he would mean more to the program after he's gone than when he's here in the sense that, you know, if he does develop into a James Harden level player, you know, that's way more important for Rutgers than, you know, his one year contribution on the banks because that you can recruit with for decades. You know what I mean? No, yeah. I mean, if if you get two lottery picks, not even lottery picks, if we're talking like two potential top ten picks, yeah, yep. It's for Rutgers, like, I'm not. I mean, it sounds like I'm saying it like with like a a side eye, but it's like they've never done this before. Like, this would be absolutely insane. Like, yeah. Well, think about it. Quincy Dewey was what? Not even lottery. I don't think. And they they no, were he wasn't. He selling was him. Like, I think he went like 18th. Yeah, and they were they were using him as a sales pitch for. God knows how long. And that was like, hey, we got first rounder. And now it's like, hey, we got two top 10 picks. And with the NBA being more popular today than it like ever was, I guess, um, that'd be huge, huge for Rutgers. If you just watch the playoffs this year, it's like at all time high ratings wise, I believe. Um, If you (laughs) just watch, imagine Dylan Harper and Ace Bailey out there just balling in the playoffs and you're just sitting here like, yeah, um, yeah, we coach those guys. Like we kind of developed them actually. Like, yep. It's crazy. Yeah, that'd so, be huge. We'll wait and see what happens, but that's uh, I'm still confident. I'm like really confident in uh the, the Dylan thing, but uh, yep. and then Dorch, if you can get him, that's a nice piece. He'll be here for a couple years. You get obviously Ace and Dylan are probably one and dones. Lathan Summerfield is probably a, a four year player, but he's a good prospect in his own right. Um, and you just build on that. You go to 2025, Darius Adams, uh. That's the only really big name target I could think of. Maybe Matt Gilhall. Gilhool. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that correct, but yeah, there's um this is a <laughs> basketball's fun. Yeah, no, it's a great time to be a Rutgers fan for sure. Yeah. We're talking basketball in June. Talking basketball in June. That the I mean summer practices start up soon, so it's not too early for it. That um, is true. Oh, um clarify that one as well, I guess. Um they were supposed to or Ace was supposed to visit not this past weekend, the weekend before. He ended up not visiting. Um, <clears throat> talked to a source close to his family. Um, basically told me as soon as Jamichael Davis moves in, Ace is probably going to spend like, um, I told you guys all this already. He's going to spend a month in New Jersey. Um, I believe Gavin Griffiths moves in this week. And I think Jamichael Davis is either this weekend or the weekend after. It's one of those two. And then Ace is going to come with him, help him move in. I don't know what the plan is officially, but I know – Ace is going to hang out with him, whether it be just for a weekend and go back to Tennessee or um, oh, he's got the Team USA camp too. So there's that. But yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of stuff going on in Ace's world. Um, but from what I know is I was told a lot of people um, are talking shit on the AAU circuit saying like, yeah, Ace doesn't play EYBL, blah, blah, blah. So there's a rumor out there that AOT might be joining the EYBL for Peach Jam. Interesting. Because be they're independent, so they're allowed to. So he might do. He might just go do Peach Jam, and that might be done. Other than that, it sounds like maybe one more AAU event or tournament for them, and then they're done for the summer. It's not like a typical AAU program where they're going to run every single circuit. 
Um, also, I think Ace is just going to get into training mode and he's going to get ready. Um, I know like some people are like, I can't wait to see what Ace does his senior year. But from what I was told is Ace is like, yeah, I've done all this at the high school level. I can't wait to get to Rutgers. Like, he's, yeah. he's all Rutgers all the way. So you guys can stop panicking. Whoever's freaking out saying like, we need this kid to sign. He's not going to sign. Like he's, he's signing. Trust me. Yeah. And it's, uh, I know that there, and this isn't me speculating. I know that there had been discussions about him possibly reclassifying those were put yeah. to bed, uh, which would have been nice to get him for <clears> two years instead of one and, uh, hypothetically, but yep. one year is better than zero as well. <laughs> yeah. So shut that down. He, uh, he's good to go. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, and I imagine we're going to probably have some more commitments in the next coming <clears throat> days and weeks, given how many kids are visiting. Uh, so stay tuned to your podcast feed, stay tuned to the board, stay tuned uh, on YouTube. If that's where you're listening or your podcast feed, uh, mm-hmm. if you're listening on your phone, but for me and Richie, this has been another edition of the network Report podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.